0: This is Austin Pace with BYU-Idaho Radio, and I'm joined today by Democrat Senator Rick Just from District 15. Senator Just is in his second session as a senator, being elected in November of 2022. Just also writes a weekly column for Boise Weekly and a daily history blog called Speaking of Idaho on Facebook. Thanks for joining me, Senator.
1: Thank you, Austin. Glad to do it.
0: Awesome. So what are your thoughts so far on the legislative session? What are some things that you've liked and what are some things that you would like to see change?
1: Well, we we had a big surprise in the Joint Finance Appropriation Committee this year. Uh, You may have heard about that. Uh, It's uh, generally known as JFAC, and I serve on that committee. And we're doing budgets differently this year. The first week we came in and uh, we passed over 5 billion, that's 5 billion with a B dollars, worth of uh, uh, almost maintenance budgets for the state. That's quite unusual. We don't do that until uh, much, much later in the session. And there seems to be some, uh, I, I guess I wouldn't say trickery, but there's probably a plan for that that uh, will be revealed later in the session when some of those budgets might be held hostage to, uh, to get something else done for someone.
0: And what do, you, what do you mean by that? Could you, I mean, without really having to expose what's going on, sure. but what, what, what do you sure. mean by that?
1: Well, I mean that uh, right now we've we've passed all of all of what they're calling maintenance budgets, and so we could actually go home and and uh, leave the agencies with what they had last year, which might seem like enough, but oftentimes they're obligated for things that are beyond the budget that uh, they had last year. So that puts them in a difficult situation. We're coming back and and correcting that, if you will, uh, sort of line by line as we go along. And it's it's working pretty well. But what I fear is that later on in the year, when we get to the two biggest budgets, which are education and health and welfare, that there might be some resistance to doing any more than what we've done now. And there might be a little horse trading there for some votes. That's that's what I'm thinking.
0: So are you saying that you guys created the budget earlier in the session to avoid problems in the
1: future? (laughs) <laughs> That's probably what uh, what uh, the the chairs, the co chairs of JFAC would say. That uh, this smooths things out, and we go along uh, uh, just fine this way. And they would also say that it's more transparent. I don't think it's any any different than it was before, as far as transparency. I just think that this allows people to, late in the session, come along with uh, either some ideas for something that uh, they need to fund or just come along and say, you know, here we are with the health and welfare budget and the education budget. Sorry, we're out of money. They're just going to have to do do with what they did last year. So that's a real danger in my in my mind.
0: So on to my next question. District judges have arguably the highest pressure job in the Idaho court system, which leads to stress and and burnout. So this often makes it hard to recruit district court judges. Um, So just earlier this week, Senate Bill 1347 has to do with the recruitment benefits of incoming court judges. Now, I know the bill is it's kind of it's kind of early in in its early stages. But could you tell me a little more about what you know about the bill and what it will do for the recruitment of incoming court judges?
1: You know, I haven't studied that one uh, yet, Austin. I've I've heard about it and I, I know what the intent is. Uh, But I haven't looked at the bill itself to find out just exactly what kind of benefits they're talking about. I I think the intent is to to make life a little little easier for for district court judges and to make it easier to recruit new judges, because although their paycheck would look good in my bank account and maybe your bank account, Austin, uh, for high level attorneys, It's not much. And they really need to attract the best of the best for those those uh, uh, judge positions. And I think this is trying to make that a little more attractive.
0: Right. So when when I was looking at the bill, it was it was kind of evident, like you were saying, that the attorneys that will that are going to become incoming court judges, they will take a pay cut. Why do you think that is? Yes. When, when, I mean, I guess you you were saying that it attracts, you know, the best of the best. But I mean, for no. me, if I'm the best of the best in my field, I feel like I would just stay where I'm at. So why do you believe people, <laughs> the best of the best, would take that pay cut to become a court judge?
1: Well, there's a lot of honor in being a judge, and, and uh, that's that's terrific. That that does attract some people because uh, you get to make a lot of decisions that you wouldn't get to as a lawyer. Uh, as an attorney, you 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 might be able to uh, affect a lot of things, but as a judge, you are able to affect more. And it's a more prestigious position, but the reality is you can make a lot more money in the private sector as an attorney. And that's kind of the conundrum. It's, it's always been that way, don't get me wrong. Uh, it's always been th- uh, that way that the high-powered attorneys make more money than your average judge. But we're trying to, to close that gap just a little bit to recruit to, uh, more people.
0: So I know you you said you don't know too much about the bill, but just from what you've heard, what is your stance on the bill? Do you support it?
1: I would support it if uh, (laughs) it—I'll have to read it more more carefully—if it uh, does go toward the intent that I believe is there, and that's attracting more judges to the bench.
0: Perfect. So on to my next question. I, I understand that you're from the Senate. But I would like to hear a little bit of your thoughts about a bill that's advancing to the Idaho House floor. House Bill 520 would prohibit the use of public funds toward gender transition procedures, including surgeries, hormone therapy, and puberty blockers. According to the bill, public funds would not cover surgeries or medical intervention to alter, quote, The appearance of an individual in order to affirm the individual's perception of the individual's sex in any way that is inconsistent with the individual's biological sex, regardless of whether the surgical operation or medical intervention is administered to a minor or an adult. So like I said, I know this is a House bill and you're from the Senate, but this this is kind of a roaring topic, not only here in Idaho, but nationwide. So could you give me a little bit of your thoughts on the bill?
1: Sure. In, in, in Idaho last year, uh, time flies, I believe it was last year, maybe it was the year before, there was a bill that was passed that, uh, that outlawed any kind of surgery for uh, uh, transgender youth, um, any kind of transitioning surgery in Idaho. And that's in front of the courts right now, so we don't know the outcome of that one. This one, I suspect, is just another way to get at the same thing. In reality, uh, nobody under 18 is getting transgender surgery in Idaho. Uh, They may be getting uh, puberty blockers. And and that that basically puts off their decision until they're eighteen. So that's that's where I'd like to see us uh, be: is is let them make that decision when they're of age. Uh, but uh, I, I don't think there's there's any danger really of of uh, spending state money on that kind of a procedure. And I, I think this bill is just totally unnecessary.
0: Okay, so if the bill does make it to the Senate floor, I guess where where would you stand? Where would you? You said the bill would be. You you said you wouldn't really support it. Is that correct?
1: I I wouldn't. I wouldn't support it. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's it's a bill that is out there to to throw words around in a political campaign to get somebody elected, and we see too much of that already.
0: Mm -hmm. And this is this is, I guess, a, a question of speculation. But why do you believe that this bill was introduced in the first place?
1: Uh, I think it goes back to my last comment there. I think that uh, keeping this kind of thing in front of voters who particularly care about those issues uh, is good for some politicians. And I think most Idahoans, uh, it's really not top of mind for them. But there are some Idahoans that it is, and they are the ones that elect uh, uh, that, that elect certain politicians in primaries. And that's that's who they're trying to appeal to here.
0: So on to my next question, I want to talk a little bit about the Senate Joint Memorial Number 102 that calls for, quote, targeted, common sense, business focused, market driven immigration reform, saying that Congress yes. and the U.S. president, quote, have failed to provide a secure border. So the resolution calls for not granting amnesty to people currently in the U.S. without legal status. So why did the Senate feel there was a need to pass the resolution?
1: I voted for that. Uh, and it did pass. There were some folks that thought it should be more strongly worded. Resolutions like that uh, have little or no effect, really. It's just just telling people what the Senate uh, feels on a particular issue. And on this one, clearly there are immigration issues, and we need to get those solved. And we can't do it in Idaho, but it's impacting Idaho a lot. There's about 35,000 undocumented workers in idaho right now and you can't just kick them out we need to have some way to to let them work let them continue to work legally in idaho otherwise our dairy industry overnight is gone it's it's that simple so we really are urging congress to just quit making this a political thing and get it done let's get some good common sense immigration policy done
0: I know this is kind of out of your power, but what would you like to see Congress do, uh, I guess, to secure the border and fix that border problem? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, first, securing the border is fine. Uh, Two of the issues that that I see that are uh, uh, even more important to me is if if you do have someone who is uh, a refugee from a country that... Uh, the circumstances put them in, in grave danger. I think we should be bringing those people in, hearing their story through a judicial process, and and letting them immigrate if that's that's what's appropriate. That's one one piece of it. The other piece is that we have to provide some kind of mechanism for farmers, probably other industries as well, but for industry, we'll say to have guest workers year round. We have a pretty good guest worker program for the summer for seasonal work. We don't have year round uh, uh, policies in place and we need that desperately. If we had people lining up to take those jobs that were were Idahoans, that'd be one thing, we don't. People generally don't want those jobs and so we really need to, to look elsewhere for them.
0: So week seven yeah. of the legislative session is coming to an end. But uh, sure. what are you looking forward to for week eight?
1: Well, here, here's a thing that's uh, kind of in your backyard that I just wanted to mention anyway. This is a good time to do it. Uh, at week six, that's when our first set of pages go home. Pages are generally high school students that come and help us out, and so this week we uh, we got a whole bunch of well, a whole bunch. I guess I can be more accurate that we than that. We had uh, let's see, ten new Senate pages. Two of them are from Rigby. Um, that have come to help us. Anna Harris from Rigby and also Ashley Richardson. So I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's fun to, to get to know these young uh, uh, men and women. And uh, I, so that I'm looking forward to. And I've got a couple of bills out there that I hope to get through. So uh, I'm, I'm, I remain optimistic.
0: That was Democrat Senator Rick Just from District 15. Thanks again for joining me, Senator.
1: Thank you so much, Austin.